Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all on this Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Whether you're uh, new at it like Will is over there, or whether you've been uh, doing it for a long time like Papa Swag. Yeah. What's up with the Father's Day? You going to get out on the... uh... Out on the course? Uh, maybe early tomorrow morning to see how things go. Part of that will be about the weather. We're supposed to get a little rain rolling in Monday, uh, tomorrow and Monday. So I've heard. That's why we're going to the zoo today. Yes. Yeah, so so now you have uh, Father's Day number two. Father's Day number one was, uh, was pretty new. Not too much you could do just enjoying understanding what fatherhood's all yeah, about we didn't do a thing i mean it was more just like oh it's father's day there you okay go. hey can i get a nap yeah can I get a nap can i get a picture just a picture yeah. to send out everybody can so now sleep? we're we're waddling and weeble wobbling around so off to the zoo huh off to the zoo it is that's okay. what it is. He's uh he's running he's full-on sprint finley is now able to oh, uh run like legit run, he still uh, holds his arms up a little bit with the elbows at ninety degrees. So nice like, touchdown pose. Yeah, it's either a touchdown pose or it looks like he's really excited about getting to something. Now, have we like learned to time. brace those arms forward when we lose our balance? No. Oh, sweet. The knees are just knees and chin. Oh, it's it's just a skinned up mess. Fantastic. It's great though. Be very curious to hear next week uh, what the uh, what the favorite animals were. What uh, what we yeah. gravitated to? I remember uh, taking young Paxton one time uh, to the zoo. Uh, I think he was still in the stroller. I can't remember if he was walking yet, but he was he was tired. He was in the stroller at that point. Went over to the orangutan exhibit mm. in the big primate pen. Yeah, they're and, awesome, dude. And uh, Mister Orangutan and Mrs. Orangutan started to get a little randy. That's great. 
That's great. It's nature. That's what they Mrs. do. Mrs. Orangutan could not have looked more disinterested. You know what? Like, uh, yeah. just, like, if, if mm-hmm. Mrs. Orangutan had a watch, she just, like, you done yet? You know what, though? This is, and I'm not going to derail too much, because I know that we got the U.S. Open. We Ricky, got a lot to get to. Ricky, Ricky Fowler, Fowler is 36 holes away from his first major, which would could be, be something crazy. the best story out of this. But, look, animals and the way they do their Business. expression of love... Well, is but far is it really more real than like it... what you're what you're thinking of with humans? Is it just is it just instinct and Oh, it's just like, hey, this is great. She's yeah. probably just sitting there like this is good. I'm just gonna enjoy this. Could not have looked more disinterested. What were you expecting? I don't know, but not exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll see what young Finley gets to experience at the zoo today. Monkeys having sex. Perhaps. Perhaps it happens. So, but again, happy Father's Day. Hopefully you've got a round planned for uh, for your dad or with your kids, whatever the case may be. The weather has been outstanding. Uh, I was out at Forest Hills Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three days, three rounds. It was great. Got progressively better every day. Repetition, practice does make a difference. Getting those feels, as they say, back. Even for uh, for hacks, I'm going to break 80 this summer. We got it. We started at 91. We were 84 in day three, and that was still with a couple of three putts and Congrats, a double. Man, that's great. So You're we're getting there. there. Going to get some help. Uh, we're watching the U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club. The the Open has not been played in Los Angeles in 75 years uh, when they played it at Riviera. Uh, so LA Country Club hosting for the first time this gem, obviously ultra, you know, private country club. You saw Lionel, it's a Lionel Richie's biggest state there off one of the holes. So that that's what we're talking about right there next to Beverly Hills. Uh, course is getting a little bit of. There's a lot of shock and awe when it came out. We're having a 300 yard par three. What are we doing? Uh, but then Ricky and Xander Shoffley go out and set U.S. Open records with eight under 62s in the first round, and everybody says, well, this isn't worthy of a U.S. Open course. I think the afternoon rounds yesterday when the sun came out and it dried up and it firmed up and you started to see guys making doubles, triples, and quads. Now, I think if they can get a little bit of sun, it looks like it's sunny. The marine layer is not there. Um the leaders aren't teeing off till like 3.30 this afternoon. So this course has a chance to get a little bit of baked, as they do in Southern California from time to time. And so I think we'll see the teeth of it today. And today I think is going to be more about holding on, hitting those fairways. We'll hear comments from a lot of the players post-round. You have a great, great leaderboard uh, with big names, uh, guys that have done it before, guys are looking to break through for the first time. We got a local player or player with local ties in Wyndham Clark, who's flying under the radar with all the big names up there. He got his first win earlier this season, uh, so it should be a lot of fun. John Kawasso, uh, who's the director of golf out at Pumpkin Ridge, is going to join us at eight thirty in the business of golf. Going to help us with all the rescue shots we've seen. We saw Ricky hit it. Uh, in a ravine next to a bridge in round one, and he got out of Dodge. We saw uh, 18th hole on the first round where Rory totally whiffed sitting in that Bermuda rough. 
Uh, we saw DJ make a quad to start round two. So how do you go about, you know, when you're playing courses like this, I know a lot of courses uh, around this time in the area that kind of maybe do a members tournament where they set it up with U.S. Open conditions, try to make the greens super slick, maybe narrow the fairways, let that rough grow out, whatever the case. So when you got rescue shots out at Forest Hills where I play, if you hit it sideways, you're probably under a tree. So how then do you practice keeping it low so you can get out of trouble and get back in the fairway? Uh, John's going to give us some thoughts on how to approach those shots and what you can do to practice so that you're ready for them uh, when you have that one hole at your course that just you always say don't hit it there and you end up hitting it there. So plenty to get to today. Let's get started as we always do by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Three tours we are keeping an eye on today. The Corn Ferry Tour is in action. Those Corn Ferry players that did not qualify for the U.S. Open in action. They are in Wichita, Kansas at the Crestview Country Club. For the Kansas uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Wichita Open benefiting KU Wichita Pediatrics. That fits nicely on a billboard. Uh, Par 70, 6,910 yards, and they are going low. They set a record. It's the lowest 36-hole cut score in Corn Ferry Tour history at 135. Five under, 79 pros. Unfortunately, our man... Alistair Doherty uh, had a tough start, even par in the first round, had a 362nd in the second round, but did not make the cut. And he's uh, hovering around there uh, about around 100 on the points list. And so continues to get himself in, just hasn't had that breakthrough yet. But all eyes are on Adrian Dumont de Chassert out of Belgium, fresh off his collegiate career. So he wrapped up playing in the NCAA tournament a few weeks ago uh, for the University of Illinois. Uh, a three-time Big Ten Player of the Year, walks onto the tour last week at their BMW Charity Pro-Am, wins in his debut, and is looking to go back-to-back with wins. He is tied for the lead at 12-under, along with Brandon Hagee, Kyle Jones, and Chan Kim. Uh, but Adrian Dumont de Chassert, that's fantastic. Sounds like he grew up in a castle. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like he uh, rode into the uh, tournament on horseback. Yeah, he's yeah, his caddy is uh, in chain mail or something. And, yeah, big yep. beard. Yep, he's got a big old shield he's carrying with him. Yeah, I like it. Um, so, yeah, all six rounds that he has played so far on the Corn Ferry Tour in the 60s. Uh, so he won last week in his professional debut, uh, trying to join Ben Coles as the only players on the Corn Ferry Tour to win in their first two events. That was 2012. He did that. Uh, and so keep an eye there. Uh, like we said, three-time Big Ten Conference Player of the Year. Uh, the only other guys that did that were Luke Donald, who did it playing at Northwestern, and Randy Lean at Indiana back in the 90s. So that's what's going on on the Corn Ferry Tour. The LPGA Tour is doing their prep work. They're going to play back-to-back majors coming up here at the end of the month in early July uh, with the LPGA uh, event, and then they will be playing their Women's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, which is going to be absolutely spectacular. Uh, But this week, they are out in Michigan, 
Blythefield Country Club in Belmont, Michigan, the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give, and Japanese player Ayaka Fururi is your leader. She is 11 under par, but it is a very tight leaderboard. Leona McGuire, Yuju Kim, Carlotta Saganda, Amy Yang, one back at 10 under. Uh, Lindsey Weaver Wright, who uh, Dirt and Sprague and I had the uh, opportunity to play with in the Pro-Am when the uh, women were out at the Oregon Golf Club. They had to move it from Columbia Edgewater. That was a few years back. Uh, played with her. Uh, her injury issues are over. She is having a very nice season. She's two back at nine under, along with defending champion Jennifer Cupcho. Um, and so, uh, but not a lot of uh, American flags up on the board. This will be something maybe we'll discuss next week. Uh, but the the big name American players, the Corda sisters, uh, Danielle Kang, Lexi Thompson, none of them have won yet this season. There's only been three. Uh, three tournaments won by American Lilia Vu has won two. And so it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, season so far for those names, especially in a Solheim cup season, uh, where you're looking for them to be able to carry the flag that will be at in Spain in late September, Ashley Buhai, who won for the second time last week, right back in the mix at eight under par as well. So a very international leaderboard. Uh, you can find them. They'll be on Golf Channel today starting at noon. Uh, you can catch that. And as we say, you can watch that and then flip over because the leaders won't be teeing off in this 123rd U.S. Open until almost 3.30. But, yeah, the story, Ricky Fowler, the first to shoot a 62 in a round at a U.S. Open in round one. That was matched shortly thereafter by Xander Shoffley. Uh, and then Ricky followed it up with a two under 68. He is at 10 under par, one shot clear of Wyndham Clark, the former University of Oregon Duck. He got his first win of his PGA Tour career earlier this year uh, at the Wells Fargo. And that is a uh, that's a tough track too. The Green Mile there to finish, so a very sort of similar preparation. Uh, he is among the longest hitters, so the yardage at 7,400 yards not bugging him. Uh, he's he's kept it dialed in, and with Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, all in the top ten, along with Ricky Fowler, uh, Wyndham Clark able to kind of fly under the radar. Um, in a way that you normally wouldn't if you're playing in the final group on Saturday at a U.S. Open. Certainly everybody curious about him, his story. We'll hear from him, even though it is Father's Day. Uh, it is his mother who is his inspiration. We'll talk a little bit about that story. We'll hear from him coming up. Rory McIlroy's been solid, 65-67. He is at eight under par, tied with Xander Shoffley. Uh, Dustin Johnson, we mentioned, uh, riding contention, quadruple bogey the second hole to start his second round, but he bounced back, got it to an even par 70 in round two. So he is right in the mix, 600, tied with Min Woo Lee. Uh, Sam Bennett, you remember as an amateur playing in the Masters earlier this year, was quite the story playing in the final groups at the Masters. He turned pro. The USGA changed their rules, so if he had qualified as an amateur, he's still able to stay qualified, even though he has turned pro now, starting his professional career. So that's nice to see. He is in the mix. He is tied at five under par with the likes of Scotty Scheffler. There are 29 players under par. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Victor Hovland, our boy Keith Mitchell, 
Uh, Andrew Putnam, a local player, they are in a group at one under. Tony Finau is at three under. Cameron Smith at four under. Uh, Brian Harmon, after that great opening round, he had a tough go in round two. The guys that played in the afternoon in the second round found it a little bit more difficult when the sun came out. Things started to firm up, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, how the course plays. We will talk about the course itself, LA Country Club, uh, getting some scrutiny, but I think the players out there are saying, just like any course, and I think it goes, I think we're overlooking the testament of how good today's players are, how good the equipment is. And this is one of the things that is an ongoing discussion with USGA and managing distance, and are they going to roll back the golf ball and all of these sorts of things? Um, they're just really good. Equipment is better, technology develops, they can hit the ball, have more control of the golf ball, hitting it where they want to. Super wide fairways. Uh, so when they when they make and execute good shots, they're in position to make birdies. And how much they practice, how much more coaching they have, how much more information they have with their analytics and track man stats and all of those sorts of things, if they can then incorporate it, digest it, and figure out how it works into their particular golf swings and putting strokes – they're able to take advantage of it in a way that players of Jack Nicklaus's era and Tom Watson's era simply weren't able to. Yeah. Okay. You look like you had something to say, like I was golf um, nerding out. But I were... mean, you you golf nerd, you okay. golf nerded up. The only thing I've noticed that's changed has been the fact that the outfits themselves have gotten more kind of kind of splashy you know i kind of dug myself down a u.s open uh oh uh, no go back hole. and go back and look at some of jack nicholas's gear back oh. in the 70s andy north you want to talk about some some special gear in an effort to reach out they look like they were shopping at the same stores jack ramsey was back in back in the day when he was stalking the sidelines for the trailblazers in an effort to reach out and understand more about the u.s open i got uh i got uh spun down a, a Payne stewart uh, well, Payne was Payne was great all by himself because he went to the Knickers. Yes, um, but he had a deal with uh, the NFL. He was one of the first ones, so he all of his outfits were kind of. He wore a lot of Chicago Bears stuff. Mm -hmm. He would wear some New York Giants stuff. I think he would wear kind of based on wherever they were playing. He would do something. Yeah. Huge football fan. Well, and I kind of got uh, enthralled in the '99 U.S. Open and the '99. Oh, that was Payne. Yeah, right. That was his last yeah, one before he died in the, the yep. crash, and then yeah, uh, I'm trying he to remember. And Phil went off in the uh, yeah. the playoff, right? Yep. Yeah, I kind of went down that wormhole, and I was like, there "Oh, you go. this is kind of exciting. I nope. like this." It is. Well, we might get some sort of similar finish here because the leaderboard is stacked. Let's hear from some of the leaders when we come back. Uh, it is U.S. Open week, Father's Day weekend. Again, happy Father's Day. Hope all the dads uh, are getting out for a round sometime this weekend, uh, either a, a little alone time or with the family. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, get ready because the U.S. Open uh, that doesn't even start going off till 930. Those are the guys that just made the cut on the number, including John Rahm. Coverage at 10 a.m. on KGW 8 will take you all the way till 8 p.m. So you don't have to flip around from figuring out how to log into Peacock to USA to NBC or any of that. It's all on Channel 8 today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. We'll come back here from the leaders. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Hey, the fan's going to be out and about next week. You can join the fan at Widmer Brothers Brewing for our 2023 draft party at the Metropolitan Tavern this Thursday. We'll be there from noon to 7 p.m. Live editions of Danny and Dusty in primetime with Isaac and Soup, plus live from the podium coverage, the Trailblazers, and the draft. It's the fan's draft party brought to you by Widmer Brothers. Half the original American Hefeweizen. So join us at the Metropolitan Tavern. That's 1021 Northeast Grand Avenue. It's the fans' 2023 draft party with Widmer Brothers Brewing. And for more info, keep it here on the Fan Center and Saint following us. I'm sure you guys are going to uh, enjoy the debate. Keep the pick, trade the pick. Scoot, Miller. Zion. Zion. Let's go. I'm so, ready. I'm ready for the revolution. You guys coming up at nine o'clock with all of that fun stuff. I I I choose to wait till Thursday and just surprise me. I have maintained that their pick will not have as much value. It will have its highest value the minute the Blazers go on the clock at number three and the five minutes start ticking down. I think there will be some sort of ridiculous offer that was not on the table before that comes in on the phone to Joe Cronin. Whether or not he takes it or not, we'll see. I think that ridiculous offer is Zion Williamson. Well, if it is, yeah. life will be interesting. I think it's going to be an exciting night. Hope you'll go out and join the fan there at the uh, Metropolitan Tavern over on Grand near the Rose Quarter. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, U.S. Open, I think it's been fantastic so far. I am not daunted by the fact that Ricky Fowler is 10 under. I think that score, I think if Ricky can shoot two rounds of par 70 might be enough. I think this course is going to toughen up. It's supposed to get warmer. Uh, the wind's going to blow a little bit. The USGA is going to make these pin placements tougher. 
It was a brand new course. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't want to put those pins in extreme places on round one. Uh, the clouds hung around a little longer on Thursday than I think they expected. But we saw late afternoon on Friday uh, what this course can be when it starts to firm up. The slopes of the green are going to be huge. You're going to see guys playing shots into into holes, maybe having to bounce them up a little bit, a, le- a little more uh, open championship-like. Uh, they're really going to be tested. We'll get to some of the pin placements later on. But uh, the story right now is indeed Ricky Fowler looking for his first major. Some wondering a couple of years ago if it was over for him. There was some speculation. Maybe he'd take some money, go to the Live Tour. Um, if he just didn't have that edge that he had early in his career, it was 2014 when he had top five finishes in all four majors. People figured it was just a matter of time before he broke through and won one. He won the players in 2015. Here we go. And then all of a sudden, things seem to uh, just come apart with his game. Finds Butch Harmon, puts it back together. He's having a great year. He's helped out by the fact all those live guys allowed him to keep his tour card last year, and he's played his way back in. Uh, He talked a little bit after the round about being in a better spot with his game now than all the way back to that 14 and 15 seasons. Yeah, 14 and 15 were very good. 14 with the top fives and all the majors. 15, I won multiple times with the players. Um... 18 being another solid year, but I would say I now I'm in a better position than any of those years. Um, I really haven't, I feel like, played to my capabilities yet and knowing what I've been able to salvage and, and still get some solid finishes and put myself in contention. Um, I just feel like I'm, well, I'm getting older, so I'm more mature, but... Um, I do feel like I'm in a better position with my game now than than I was back then. So he's had 12 career 36-hole leads. He's won for 11 in converting them. That one was 2019, the WM Phoenix Open, which was the last tournament that he won. And he was asked, uh, obviously, it looked pretty easy there uh, in round one. He came back, bounced back in round two. What was the difference uh, in the course between Thursday and Friday? Kind of the only area gave away some shots, um, you know, some some long range putts. Uh, felt like things were greens might have been a little slower, and then there was um, areas where they're putting pins were in a little bit more sl- slope or pitch, so um, going up some pretty steep areas. So it's tough to get it to get yourself to hit it hard enough, and then because uh, you obviously don't want to blow it by and have something that's you know downhill uh, slider. So, you know, we'll try and clean some of that up. Um, you know, golf course-wise, started to firm up. Green started to firm up a little bit. Uh, I think, like I say, kind of the biggest difference, pins were on some more slope than yesterday. Um, you know, talked a little bit more. Par threes were, were back. Um, and then the wind was uh, blowing a bit more than what we had yesterday. So still a, a solid test. I mean, the birdies are, are out there if you put yourselves in the, you know, the right position. But... Um, as you can see, bogeys are very easy to make. And I think that's been the difference. Uh, Ricky's got the most birdies of anybody. He's made some bogeys uh, as opposed to guys that are making a lot of pars and a few birdies here and there. And he's able to just keep playing. Uh, but he did mention 
L.A. Country Club starting to maybe get a little heat about not being what you would expect at a U.S. Open. He said it's not quite as easy as it looks out there. It's not that easy out there. I mean, I know visually from, yes, I've made a lot of birdies and, and that out there. Um, until, you know, you've been on the grounds or been out there hitting shots, I mean, it, it's still a, a very hard test. Is it the hardest U.S. Open? No. Um, I think it's a good, fair, hard test. Um, visually, you know, probably watching on TV and stuff, it, it probably doesn't do it justice. The fairways look, you know, very wide because, yes, the mode areas are wide, but where you actually have to hit it is, is very small. Um, so the golf course is, is big and open, but plays very tight. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the greens, you can't see how much slope there is and how thick everything is around. Um, hit fairways and hit greens, yes, you can you can score well, but um, you get out of position and it's, uh, it's going to eat you up. And we saw that from Dustin Johnson, who was looking in position to creep to the top of the leaderboard. His second round got derailed. Uh, with a quad on number two, and he talked about uh, overcoming that to finish back at even par. You know, making a quad on number two, um, you know, definitely didn't get the day started off kind of, you know, how I envisioned it starting today, but um, to battle back and, and get it back to even par for the day, and, you know, I'm six under for the tournament, so still, right, you know, right in the mix uh, going into the weekend. So, yeah, definitely uh, proud of the way that I, I came back and finished off the round. And uh, on Sprague in the line yesterday with Duran Sprague, I said him finishing top five, you were getting some pretty good action. Uh, probably got a little bit better after that quad, but he is tied for sixth. And again, uh, driving it pretty accurately. Um, he Look, they can all hit it sideways at any given time. We know that when they feel like they need to go for it. But uh, th having the veterans up there, I think they all now have a pretty good idea of where they can cut it loose and where they need to be cautious on certain drives and certain holes. Uh, the other big name that is up there trying to get that fifth major is Rory McIlroy. It was 2014, the last time he won a major. Uh, he has been 33rd starting a major now since his last win, the 2014 PGA. He, too, talked about uh, defending L.A. Country Club as a worthy U.S. Open course. I, I didn't see the scores being as low as um, as they are. I think the you know the overcast conditions yesterday, combined with that little bit of rain in the morning, I think the course just never got firm at all. Um, you know the conditions now; it's a little brighter, sunnier, a little bit of breeze. You know, it's got the potential to get you know a little firmer and faster over the next couple of days, which will you know will make the scores go up a little bit. So. Um, you know, we'll see what it's like at the end of the week. Like it's it's still early in the week, and yes, the course has has played um, maybe a little easier than everyone thought it would. But um, wouldn't see wouldn't be surprised on Saturday Sunday to see it uh, bite back. Which I, you know, going back to your question, I feel is what a U.S. Open's all about. It you know it it should be tough. It should be um, just as much of a mental grind out there as a as a physical one. And he talked about the difference between the front nine and how this thing will finish up with three of the toughest closing holes uh, on the back nine. At least for me, there's, there's quite a scoring discrepancy from the front nine to the back nine. Um, you know, the front nine gives you, gives you some scoring opportunities and some wedges in your hand, a couple of par fives, sixth hole. Um, 
and yeah, the back nine just is is um, is a lot tougher. You know, you've got a lot of um, you know those those last three holes, 16, 17, 18, are uh, you know are, are are playing tough, even if it is you know pretty benign conditions out there. So. Uh, you know, it feels like a sort of golf course where you try to make your make your score on the front and then try to hang on on the back. And so that'll be the test for a lot of these guys, especially. We'll see how the conditions are. Uh, the The players at one under par will start going off around one o'clock this afternoon. Uh, the leaders at three thirty, and if uh, if the course comes up, the wind kicks in a little bit. Uh, the sun comes out. Uh, the marine layer goes away. Should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about some of the uh, the pin placements. Uh, 15 is going to be the highlight today. That is the short par three right before the longest three-hole finish in U.S. Open history. There is a little sliver of the green that comes up to the very front. So it's going to be right around 80 yards, an 80-yard par three. But there is only about eight yards depth of green where they will put the, the pin and if the green firms up, it's going to be interesting to see where these guys have to hit it in order to get it to stay on the green because there's a lot of danger. Bunkers in the front, Barranca behind. Uh, you hit it in the wrong spot, it skips off. You can make four or five on an 80-yard par three. Should be a lot of fun. When we come back, John Kawasa, who's the director of golf out at Pumpkin Ridge, going to join us. And as we're seeing guys having to play rescue shots out of trouble, Barranca under trees, uh, from underneath a bridge, wherever the case may be. How do you work on those shots and practice those? Or what skills do you need to develop on the practice tee so that when you find yourself in trouble, you can rescue, save a par, or just a bogey when you're out there playing your rounds? As we make the turn, it's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.34 here this morning. Golf of the Northwest back at you on this U.S. Open Father's Day weekend. But the business of golf right now takes us out to one of our favorite places, Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. And we talk now to the Director of Golf Instruction, John Kawaso, proud alum of Boise State. He's a Bronco. Uh, has worked his way through golf courses. He's been out at Astoria Golf and Country Club, the Teacher of the Year for the Oregon PGA in 2010, Golf Professional of the Year in 2018, and we are pleased to have him joining us now. Good morning. Conditions should be great for all the fathers out there at uh, Pumpkin. Uh, you guys are getting ready, though, for a big event. You guys are hosting the 114th Oregon Amateur uh, out at Witch Hollow. I imagine uh, the course is dialed in, maybe U.S. Open-type conditions. Good morning, Jason. Uh, you know, the golf course is absolutely spectacular. We're kind of hoping that the uh, early week forecast uh, fizzles a bit because they're calling for a little bit of moisture. But, uh, the, the, you know, ever since uh, about the 1st of May when the weather turned, uh, both golf courses out here are just have just been in spectacular condition. And we've had a lot of the, a lot of the people uh, playing practice rounds uh, this week and they're raving about the conditions. So we're ready to go from a golf golf course standpoint, and hopefully Mother Nature gives us some uh, uh, great competition weather. Well, it's, I think later in the week it well might get a little uh, rain here or there, so hopefully you won't have to put too much uh, moisture on it yourselves uh, before things get going. But uh, we're watching, everybody's watching L.A. Country Club and the U.S. Open this week, and while we're seeing uh, the guys at the top of the leaderboard uh, play amazing, we have seen a number, I mean, Justin Thomas uh, shooting 81 or something, and if you are offline, uh, all over the place. You got three and a half inch deep Bermuda rough. You got Barranca. You got sand waste areas. So all sorts of trouble to get into. And I'm like, okay, this the average golfer can relate more to this than they can hitting it uh, on the green on a 300 yard par three. So as as you're directing instruction, I know you got some development camps coming up. Uh, practicing rescue shots to save a score and to save a round, maybe even as important as just your regular swings and putts. Uh, what are some of the tips and things that, that you start to work on with, with players uh, that they can take with them depending on what sort of trouble they find themselves in? As, you know, that's a great question. Um, you know, my, my teaching philosophy with, with um, recreational golfers would be to get better from the hole backward meaning, you know, we want to be really good putters, good chippers and pitchers near the green, and then really hone in on your skills from 120 yards and in so that when you drive it in trouble, whether it's in deep rough or in the trees or whatever, you don't have to look for the hero shot. You, uh, If you have that, you know, good game from 120 yards and in, there's usually a way to, to advance the ball uh, up the fairway into that what I call the red zone, and then take it from there. Um, 
I've had lots of conversations with lots of junior golfers <clears throat> that bogeys are okay. Um, but doubles and triples and, and quads and, and tens and elevens, they're not, they're, they're not so great. <laughs> and they make your score uh, add up really quickly. So um, I think if people can, uh, you know, play a little bit smarter, um, generally at my uh, ladies' clinics I like to talk about, um, now I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I talk about micro and macro economics, where micro has a very finite view of what's going on and macro is the big picture. I think you want to put your macroeconomic hat on when you're in trouble, look around and see what, what's presented to you. You know, the kids today will, will call it panoramic view from their iPhones. Um, so I think if you look around, you'll always be able to find a window um, and just not try to advance the ball too far when you're in trouble. And, uh, you know, I, um, I think that's the smartest way to play when you've driven it into, into some either deep rough or, or uh, maybe even a fairway bunker or into the middle of the woods. Uh, Director of Golf, John Coasso, our guest here out of Pumpkin Ridge. So uh, let's say, let's start with rough. We're seeing uh, some of the rough on here. We saw Brooks, you know, you hit it sideways. You you, you can't see his feet when he steps in there. The, it's up to his ankles. How do you assess one, you know, what the golf ball, you know, if a buried lie, how, do you, how can you assess maybe what's where the golf ball is and then what's a good rule of thumb based on how deep it is to what you might be able to do with it, uh, how far you can advance it? Uh, that's a great question. You know, uh, the recreational golfers got to do things a lot different than the tour player. The tour players, you know, today, especially today's tour players, they're world-class athletes that are extremely strong and have, you know, they, they're, you know, a lot of their work in the gym is not to, not only to hit the ball farther and, be able to recover quicker, but it's, it's injury prevention. So those guys, you know, working in the gym so hard, their wrists and forearms and elbows and shoulders are, you know, maybe conditioned a little bit better than, than the rest of us. So they, uh, they can gouge a little bit more. You, you do see, you know, this week at the U S open that they're going in with a lot of loft, meaning they've got, you know, sand wedges and wedges and nine irons. They're not going in with a, with a hybrid or a uh, long iron to, to gouge it out but my best rule of thumb for for most recreational golfers is never try to hook a ball that's in the rough you always want to try to hit a cut shot or a slice if you will um because when you're trying to hook the ball and it's deep or rough you know the grass wants to wrap itself around that hosel and shut the face down and that's generally when when they don't advance it much so if you can get a lofted club in your hands uh you know, and it doesn't have to be a, a wedge or a nine iron. It could be maybe a seven iron, but you're, you know, you've got a plan. You're only going to hit it. You're going to hit it a little bit shorter than you normally would, but you're going to want to have a slicing motion so that that blade can slice through the grass and and uh, and get get the ball out of that deep stuff. Now, uh, my home course is out at Forest Hills in Cornelius, and so if you get off of the fairway, most likely you're going to be under a tree. A lot of trees out at Pumpkin Ridge, something in the northwest. So obviously, there's a, sometimes you might have line of sight uh, back to the fairway or the green, but you've got to keep it low. So when you're wanting to hit something that's a low trajectory shot, whether it's with maybe a hybrid 
uh, or or an iron, what do you need to adjust in your normal setup and grip so that you can keep that trajectory low uh, and not clip a branch, you know, five yards in front of you? Again, you know, kind of back to the basis of how I look at, you know, when you're in trouble, don't try to advance it too far. Uh, but then in setup, you're going to move the ball back in your stance a bit. You're going to, I like to tell people to grip down. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the closer you are to your work, the, the easier it is to do. So grip down. And I like a, a much firmer grip so that you can kind of, tr- so you, you have a better control of the club face. Um, and then it's, you know, make sure that at impact that the handle is slightly ahead of the, of the club head, not getting behind the club head. Uh, where you're going to add loft and the, the ball may, may want to shoot up. But, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is is that um, you want a controlled swing with a controlled club face, and that will, that will get the ball extracted from a bad lie. And, you know, with, that, with, the club, with the handle just forward of the face, that will alter trajectory, hopefully low enough that you can get out from underneath the limbs and, and you're back in play. And then around the greens, you know, we'll see, obviously, you know, bunker play. Um, some of these are deep, deep bunkers. So it's, you know, you got to go in there full swing and basically try to hit it straight up in the air. But we see this uh, this fluffy uh, Bermuda grass. So if people are going other play, we don't see a lot of it here in the Northwest. But um, how do you assess maybe the different little chips around a green, what you're trying to accomplish, and what should you be aiming at based on, you know, how the green complex is set up? You know, a lot of those, most of those shots are, are situational, but, and we're extremely fortunate here in the Northwest that we don't have to deal with Bermuda because it is a nasty grass to try to pitch and chip out of. Um, I believe that, you know, here in the Northwest, we can get some thick, rough, but it, the ball uh, doesn't generally plummet to the bottom where you can't even see it. Um, so, you know, the, be- the best thing I think you can do out of Bermuda, especially near the green where you've got a lot of slope on those greens at L.A. Country Club, is you're going to have to play most of those shots like a bunker shot. So you're going to try to enter the grass, you know, a-, a ball width or two behind the ball, and then keep the club head moving through the turf. If the club head gets stopped, then the fate, you lose control of the face and, you know, then you're at the mercy of whatever the golf gods want to do to you. So I think that, uh, again, like the shot from under the trees, we want the handle slightly forward, maybe open the club face, you know, and the cl- how much we open the club face will, de- will depend on how far we're trying to hit the ball. Um, I did watch a shot yesterday and Rory McIlroy went right underneath one. And um, and the ball never moved. Uh, the next one, he caught a little bit of ball, and you know he sent it 15, 18 feet past the hole. So, um, th- you know, there's there's no recipe for for trying to get you know be really good out of that stuff, except for just go out and practice and experiment, and um, you know make try to try to generate shots that you feel comfortable hitting. But I recommend to everybody that. You know, you use your imagination when you're working on your short game. And at Forest Hills here at Pumpkin Ridge and, and all the Northwest golf courses, um, you can find some rough to practice out of and, and experiment. Um, you know, I, I try to teach people to never hit a shot that you haven't practiced. So get out and experiment a little bit in the rough and see what you can do. You know, use a sand wedge, use a, use different clubs to see which club's the best for you. I'll, 
excuse me. Um, and that's that's the simple recipe is just to get out and, and give it a give it a try. And that's that's the best case. I know most of the courses in the area have some uh, short practice areas where there's a bunker, there's some rough around a green, so should not be difficult. Uh, sometimes they're tucked away and hidden. You might have to ask in the pro shop where it is. Uh, John Kawasso, our guest director of golf at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. I know you are working with uh, Chuck De Silva as well uh, with some player development programs uh, out there at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, what do you guys have cooking this summer? Uh, well, Chuck is our new uh, director of player development, and we're so happy to have him here. He's just been killing it with Operation 36. Um, he's got all kinds of um, – he's been very successful. Uh, we've got – I don't know, he must have eight or ten classes of, uh, of, of gals playing in the Operation 36 classes. Uh, he's got some uh, um, junior Operation 36 classes starting after, uh, the first week of July. So uh, – you know, contact Chuck at uh, C De Silva at PumpkinRidge.com, and and he uh, he'll respond and get you signed up for a player development class. And for those who aren't familiar with Operation Thirty Six, it's a fantastic program that teaches scoring. Basically, the the goal is to shoot thirty six for nine holes, and Operation Thirty Six starts at twenty five yards, uh, and then you work your way back to fifty, then a hundred, and so on and so forth. But your goal is to uh, shoot 36 for that nine holes. Uh, and then the, so the program, the curriculum is all around in the beginning, that 25 yard scoring area. Uh, and then he has certain test days that you come out and if you shoot your 36 or better, then you move back to a, uh, to a lo- little young, longer yardage. The curriculum then changes a bit. And the thing I love about it and what Chuck is so great at is you see all the folks playing with a lot of different clubs even from 25 yards you see some putters you see hybrids you see fairway woods you see sevens and eight irons and then you obviously see some some wedge shots as well but uh he's teaching people to have a very diverse uh portfolio from close to the green which i think is absolutely awesome and uh for those of those of you who don't know chuck maybe the nicest guy on the face of the earth so <laughs> just an outstanding guy and i know everybody will have a lot of fun if they uh come out and see him for Operation 36. No problem. You can find it at pumpkinridge.com uh, is the website, and then you can find uh, Chuck and the programs out there as well as John Coasso. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us. Uh, have a great time with the 114th Oregon Amateur out there at Witch Hollow next week. Uh, we hope the weather cooperates for you, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. All right, Jason, thanks for having me on. Have a great weekend. All right, you too, John Kawasso, Director of Golf out at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, Also, uh, from our friends there at uh, the uh, PGA, uh, Pacific Northwest PGA, on Tuesday out at uh, Langdon, uh, there will be 46 Pacific Northwest PGA golf professionals helping support the Boys and Girls Club uh, of Portland. They're having a pro-am uh, in the last five years. This event has raised nearly $1.5 million for the community's most underserved youth, and uh, they're excited to be a role in that. They will be out at Langdon uh, getting the course. They'll be prepping it for us because, of course, the uh, the Fan Golf Classic 
coming up Tuesday, June 27th. We will all be out there uh, at some point. I'll probably be hitting wedges over on number six. I got to get that dialed in for people, give you an extra tee shot. So uh, once again, everybody's looking forward to it. Let's take our final break. Come back uh, a little bit on Wyndham Clark, uh, Golf Channel right now uh, with a little feature on him uh, losing his mom while he was at Oklahoma State and the inspiration that she still is for him as he is in pursuit of his first major championship, just one off the lead. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Jason Swigard here wrapping it up before we turn it over to Luke and Will with Center and Saint. A lot of Blazer draft discussions for you for two hours. Of course, uh, we mentioned there uh, coming up on Thursday. Please join us out at Metropolitan Tavern uh, for our 2023 draft party. Uh, sponsored by our friends with Widmer Brothers Brewing. Widmer Brothers, half the original American Hefeweizen. Uh, Danny Dusty, Isaac, and Sook will be out there from noon to 7 p.m. Uh, to find out the uh, the future of the Blazers with that number three pick. Do they keep it? Who do they pick? Who's left? Or do they uh, move it between now and then or on draft night? So it should be lots and lots of fun. Stay tuned for more details uh, coming up this week. But it is U.S. Open week. Ricky Fowler is your leader, 10 under par. He'll be in the final group with former Oregon Duck Wyndham Clark, 9 under, 64-67. He continues to be one of the longest hitters on tour. Uh, He transferred to Oregon for his senior year after three years at Oklahoma State, so he and Ricky will have lots to discuss. That'll be a pretty comfortable pairing, I think, for those two. A pretty easygoing, uh, might be a little bit of a conversation there for them, but um, certainly comfortable for them. Uh, but Wyndham himself got his first PGA Tour victory earlier this year at Wells Fargo from Quail Hollow out there in the Charlotte area, and that should serve him well. But a uh, very, very interesting story. Uh, we had uh, talking to uh, – we have a clip from him. Actually, I'm looking at Will. Uh, even though it is Father's Day weekend, his big inspiration in his life with his mother, uh, who he lost while he was at Oklahoma State due to breast cancer, and she, though, is very, very much with him this week. I was walking down yesterday, and I kind of just was smiling as I was playing well, and I go, man, I wish you could be here, Mom, because it's, uh, it's a dream come true to be doing this at the, at the highest level in front of you know friends and family that are out here. And, um, 
so yeah, I mean, I, I wish she could be here, but I, I know she's proud of me and she's made a huge impact on my life. And, um, you know, I, I am who I am today because of her. She was kind of my rock and my um, always there supporter. And so when things were tough or when things were going great, she was always there to keep me grounded and either bring me up or, or keep, keep the high going. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I'm getting a little choked up. Uh, but she's, uh, she's everything, and I, I miss her, and um, everything I do out here is a lot for her. So. So there you go. And I think that's uh, having that grounded, having be able to think of her, uh, that will help him if he's, you know, got a bad hole. There are going to be bad holes out there. And I think that's the thing. Ricky's made a bunch of bogeys, but he keeps making birdies. He keeps bouncing back. Uh, Dustin Johnson, after the quad on two, he came right back on number three with a birdie. That will be the key today is playing this thing hole by hole. Um you know, guys that, that one, you're not working on any mechanical things or whatever at that point, but you look at Wyndham Clark, he is six so far in driving distance through two rounds, 325 yards. So he's got plenty in the bag there. Uh, his shots gained T to green. Uh, he overall is eighth. The area is the approach to the green. So as long as he can figure out how to find the greens and not get himself into trouble on the approaches, because you're looking at the pin sheet, which is up there. If you follow uh, U.S. Open golf for the USGA, they've got the pin sheet listed. They're all tucked. Nothing is in the middle of the green. Uh, half of them are up in the front part of greens, mostly where there is a lot of bunkers and trouble. Um, it'll be interesting to see. The par 3 15th is going to be the signature hole today. They have put that pin in the very front sliver of that green. It's going to play at about 80 yards which most of these guys, that is a sand wedge, a knockdown sand wedge. But if the greens get firm, can they do it and, and take the spin off of it so it just lands dead? That's going to be the trick for them. Again, the players under par will go off around 1 o'clock. The leader's at 3.30. KGW8 has the entire round. Uh, boy, Ricky Fowler or Wyndham Clark would be a super popular champion, but you've got Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, who we haven't even talked about, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, all in the mix, all within five shots of the lead. Should be a great, great weekend. Uh, happy Father's Day once again to all the dads out there. I uh, hope you're getting a round in with your family, and uh, we will talk to you next week. We'll see who pulls this thing off, uh, who has a great story to tell, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Center and Sync coming up next. Thanks again to John Kawasso from Pumpkin Ridge. Thanks to Will behind the glass. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Features in Europe. Uh... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.